Hello, I'm Dr. Joanna Bucknell and you are listening to episode 14 of Talking About Immersive Theatre or TAIT, which is T-A-I-T for short. This podcast series brings you discussions with immersive theatre makers, producers and performers. Uh, I get out and about all over the place to chat with people involved in immersive performance in their own spaces and places. Now, before I let you actually get at episode 14, um, I wanted to sort of bring up the elephant in the room, really. So we are at the beginning of June now and May has just disappeared ever so swiftly. Now, I did promise that over May, because of the Brighton Fringe Festival, I'll be putting out lots of additional content. Now, the reality that has happened is I have been ridiculously busy. So I've been um, performing in the Brighton Fringe Festival with my own company, Vertical Exchange Performance Collective. I have seen a gazillion shows and recorded interviews with most of the people who've produced that immersive work. So I have barely been in the house for more than a couple of hours before having to head back to Brighton because I'm not based in Brighton. So I just haven't even had a moment to review, organise or edit any of the material that I've recorded. And there is a considerable amount of it. Um, I still have a few shows to see this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And I've got a few more interviews booked in as well. So I'm still kind of building up this huge body of material. So... What I'm going to do over the next few weeks is review and organise everything I've collected and recorded and figure out the very best way to start to broadcast it. Some of it will go live as main Tate episodes, I think, over the summer and on into September. And then as and when appropriate, things will become available as either minisodes or as extrasodes. The problem is, is my intention was that some of the interviews would probably have been much briefer because of people's busyness during the festival. However, it would seem that I am completely incapable of having a brief discussion with anybody about anything to do with immersion. So everything I've recorded is pretty much well over an hour and not really appropriate to go out as a minisode. So I suspect they're going to end up being extra sodes. So let's kick off that Brighton Fringe Festival uh, collection that's going to be coming out to you over the next couple of months. I do hope you enjoy. So, hello everybody. I'm here at the Jury Inn uh, in Brighton on the seafront with Becky, Katie and Dave. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. From Interactive Theatre International. So, hello and welcome. It's lovely to be chatting with you. So, first things first, can you tell me about Interactive Theatre International? Who are you and what is it that you do? Well, ITI started in, it's an Australian company that started uh, in 1997. Wow, okay, yeah. That's when the very first 40 Towers dining experience started, um, over in Brisbane, Australia. and since then, I think you know that show grew and grew and grew, got more and more popular, and has turned into this yeah. globe-trotting. Yeah, because I've met so, everyone I meet because I'm moving kind of in mm. nice circles. So pretty much everyone I meet has been to it in one guy's <laughs> or another, yeah. right. somewhere yeah. or another, in yeah. loads of different places as well. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well, the three of us only joined the company within the last two years. Great. So there's a whole load of history that precedes us. Yeah. So. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about yourselves then, and um, maybe if I start here yeah. and move around that way, and just talk a little bit about your background, where you came yeah. from, and how you came to be working yeah. with that Yeah. Um, so my name's Katie, Katie. Um, and I'm a performer, um, and I've been performing all my life in mostly theatre. Yeah. Um, and I very much love the live element of theatre. I think that's probably why I've done done it most of all. I was going to ask you if you're musically theatre trained, actually. Um, I went to a school that had a musical theatre strand, but actually I wasn't interested in musical theatre. I was interested in being an actor who could sing and, if I had to, dance. Um, if I was forced <laughs> to, I would dance. No, I, I love it, but it wasn't. I was I was interested in being an actor who would sing or a singer who would act. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of my CV, that's what I would how I would promote myself and try Absolutely, and get work. Yeah. It's just because I see you singing one of the shows. Yes, so, that's right. And, yeah, um, it was good. So I was yeah. going to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, and so I I went to drama school in London and I uh, yeah. and seek. I went down the avenue of auditioning lots and lots and lots and found it to be quite a painful experience and not. A, not Absolutely. a not a very beneficial one actually. It's um, you can you, it's most it's just sort of you put a lot out there and you get very little back. 
and um, so I found a different avenue and I still audition for other companies and for roles and for jobs but I wanted to find seek my own path and be a bit more creative with it and so I started to apply for funding and write and devise my own theatre with my with fellow actors who I love working with and one woman shows as well and and actually I found that to be a much more uh, fruitful platform because you are putting yourself on the stage in front of an audience and performing and that's where that's what's important not auditioning yeah and getting those all the time other people then to just be jobbing and I think jobbing acting is probably one of the hardest it's it's horrible there's no joy there at all and then you get a job and there's loads of joy but that's one in every ten. Exactly. You and know. then when it's done, it's, it's your contract, it, it lasts however long it lasts, and then it's over, isn't it? So, exactly, yeah. exactly. And actually, often the work that I'm auditioning for, I don't believe in. I don't actually... Of course. I, I sort of don't, I don't really think it's it's nothing. It's something I don't necessarily want to do. Well, you're not invested in it in the same way, because it's, no. it's not yours. You're kind of coming in... But even if, it, even I so, I even so, sometimes I just don't like... The, I don't think the writing's very good, or, or, or the character isn't very inspiring. Like, it's kind of yeah. a housewife for a... Well, that's a big and thing for women. Or it is in, in the theatre exactly. in general, isn't it? Actually, exactly, it is. It's, it's a, a It really is. It's a fundamentally, uh, yeah. It's a, there's a big flaw there, and so why not write your own role? That <laughs> you know, why not create your own opportunities Absolutely. and something that you enjoy? And and then and slowly but surely, what ended up happening was it ended up being mostly in comedy, and also um, in 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 breaking the fourth wall and engaging with the audience and actually I find that the most thrilling yeah. I find it really weird being on stage and ignoring the audience I Absolutely. can't handle it everybody I spoke to has said this because yeah. I also mostly speak to people involved in kind of interaction yes, and performance but there is something really bizarre about <laughs> pretending <laughs> they're not there aren't there it's weird disconcerting it is it really is and, and actually when you when you suddenly look at them and go <laughs> and you know engage with them yeah and then they're like oh so they're looking at me and they're like yeah I'm looking at you yeah. <laughs> you are here yeah you are Actually, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> Let's set up some fun. <laughs> and that I, is what I love the most about I it. I really like it when people pipe up because they think that you're not going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And then you yeah. actually do. You just they piped up and then you look over at them and they go, Oh dear. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's actually no, quite a lovely moment. Yeah. 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 They realise that yeah. I'm the same. I, I think they're ignoring the like people in the room with you is, is rude. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And but then but then I'll go and see a piece of theatre and I'll be totally ignored. There'll be a fourth wall and the actors will just act and I will watch them and I will thoroughly enjoy myself. Absolutely, There's something yeah. to be said for enjoying art and enjoying people. Of course. And and, and I and I also I also love. I've ended up doing quite. I've ended up going into quite absurd comedy as well with my adult theatre company, Wild Heart. Yeah. And we've just had a show. Um, we've just done a show with Mick Barnfather, um, who's worked with Complicité for years. And we're just about to make a show with Spy Monkeys. I tour. Uh, I tour from Spy okay, Monkey. Yeah. And um, it's quite absurd, quite absurd, weird comedy. And I love that. But also, I love doing straight theatre, straight, straight acting, where you, there is no yeah. weird characters. There's no grotesqueness. There's no. There's just subtlety and nuances. And it's a script. And you have. You need to. You need to. You need to. Um, craft a scene and um, that's really exciting as well um, but yeah so and then and uh, so how I got into this show um, Ollie Oliver Harrison who was in Foster Towers he, him and I are in Wild Heart together and he did he did Manuel and these two actually came and saw Wolf Meat you came and saw Wolf Meat didn't you did. and Ollie said um, they're auditioning for um, for, for wedding reception, ah, okay. come and audition, and I did, and I got the job, yeah. and here I am today, yeah. and I get to perform with these lovely people Excellent. all the time, which is lush. You say we are missing one of the cast. We, yeah, we are, we are missing one of the cast, yeah, Ollie's. We'll just pretend it's Yeah. Hello, <laughs> His massive moustache is here, but it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, he must feel really at home in Brighton with his yes. massive moustache. Oh, yeah, totally. My partner has a massive beard, so he gets comments. Yeah. Well, he's the, the only one of us that uh, lives here. Well oh, so. does he live here? Yeah, oh, yeah so he's actually. Oh, okay. We used to live here for a, a long, a long time, so it's only recently that we've moved away. Oh. So in the past year, so it must be moved nice to, to come back. Then, it's lovely it? to be back. It, it still feels like home, so it's, it's oh, absolutely wonderful nice. to be able to come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Brighton. I'm, I'm an actual, real life Brightonian. True Brightonian. Wow, born yeah. here and everything. They're rare, aren't they? Yeah, very rare. And I now live in East London, yeah. but I can't grow a beard because my <laughs> useless facial hair. <laughs> Hence the stick on moustache when I play Basil. Well, it, it depends as well because my partner couldn't until he hit about 30 and then suddenly he was able to. So now yeah. I was like, I, now I yeah. can't, I'm going to. Maybe there's hope yeah, for me yeah, at yeah. some point, I don't know. We'll see. So how did you come to be working? 
Um, well, myself and Becky, we, we were living in Brighton and we got involved with a local uh, company that was doing a show in Edinburgh and that was based um, short plays, a series of 10 minute short plays. Um, and Alison, who's the director of ITI, she came to see that show when we were there. And she really loved it and she saw something in it and she came up with the idea of maybe we could do some sort of interactive version of what we were doing, taking the comedy prose and somehow doing it in, in, a, in a restaurant. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Quite awkward because the plays were written for fourth wall, you know. Yeah, they weren't designed to be yeah. interacting with people. Um, and there's a whole different dramaturgy, isn't there, that has to come totally. to play once yeah. you break that fourth wall. And it was hard not to crowbar ideas in. The suddenly you're talking to someone, the next minute you're, just, you're doing a bit of script. And, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the plays was, was based around a wedding in a hotel room after the wedding had happened. Okay. And we, we hit upon the idea of, of doing the glue between the plays and pretend that actually where we were was... A wedding reception. Yeah. So it was a bit like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Kind yeah. Of the stuff that's going on around and at the side. Yeah. And so we had these original ideas to, to translate these characters and actually welcoming people in, sitting them down at tables and pretending they were here at a function. Mm -hmm. And that part of that show really worked. We thought, oh, there's something in that. Yeah. And about a year later, Alison got back in touch and said, I'd really like to do a new show in addition to Faulty. And you know, that wedding thing kind of worked, so would you be interested in writing a new show? And so that's what we did. We, we started working together and we drafted the sort of foundation for the characters and um, what might happen very roughly. We spent a few months on that. And then we auditioned and then we found, we auditioned down here in Brighton actually, and we found two actors, Danielle Bryce and Ben Hood, and we, the four of us, wrote the script over about eight week period, holed up in a little, bookshop in London oh, perfect. <laughs> um, and that's what we did and then then we kind of went into scratch performances and yeah. really rough version of it yes we didn't have the meal it was just like sandwiches and crisps on the tables <laughs> and, and like to <laughs> about <laughs> yeah to about four people and it was really awkward and like oh god <laughs> well this is one of the things that I was going to talk to you about a little bit mm. later on and I probably will come back to you but that the dramaturgies that are involved with engaging people require people during it the really process, does. which is a massive challenge, it's I think. so hard. Because it's normally the actors and everyone and director and all you guys just get in the room, you make the work and then you take it out. But with this, you need to try stuff out. It's, it's a terrifying part of the process people, because yeah. you just, you, you've done all you can in a rehearsal space yeah. doing it to tables and chairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then, and then you just have to have an audience there you and you just, just go for it, you yeah. just don't know what's going to work and what um, what bits are gonna are gonna you know really fly and what bits are gonna yeah you know, be dead in the water yeah. and it's also only it after a bit of experience doesn't it as well after you've done this a few times you start to get a sense of what might work but again yeah. you're right until those people are in that room and you can never predict how people are gonna behave. But yeah. also, I feel like in that process, you end up feeling quite. Well, I did. You feel quite stupid in a way because the things that um, the feedback that the people who you know in the scratch performance, the audience say, say as soon as they've said it, you go, "Oh yeah, of course." <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that moment that you go, "Ah, oh, oh, I feel stupid." <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, of course, you needed to do that. It's, it, it's something that's so blindingly obvious sometimes, yeah. but you've been so deep in it that you mm, just don't see it. But it's because there's a, a whole character missing effectively yes. from the process, well, exactly. which is the that's audience. Exactly so the character exactly is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Missing a limb. Yeah, so you're having to kind of operate around this absence mm. I think all the time which I think is really challenging and mm. I don't have the answer for that yet <laughs> just it's just trialing and begging people to come and try stuff out and like you said taking things to scratch and getting feedback and seeing that but again of course at scratches you can never quite do it in that completely interactive way no. either so you're sort of presenting something that wouldn't necessarily be presented in that way so yeah. it, I, I find so because you're always reliant on the audience really yeah, just yes. because by design you you you're talking to them, so if you don't have an audience, you, you can't, you know, no. you, you, you still have a show, but it's a very different show to how you've got a big room full of people all yeah, being really exactly. raucous and joining in. And, and, and it, I mean, I know all comedians say this, and this, is, this goes without saying, really, but they really feed the performance as soon as we yeah. start and then we open our mouths. The reaction we get, it either makes us go, oh no, this is going to be a challenging one, or... Yeah, this yeah. Is
it's going to be fun. We've got a corker, yeah. you, know, you get yeah. the goosebumps, and they're, and they're on it, they're on board, and they're, they want to get involved, Which and that's is brilliant. Great. And, that's, and then it, and it gives you the... the but the worst thing, I suppose, is them not being there, is not having enough yeah, we've really done we've hard. done sh- we've done shows, big shows to like 130, where it feels like a massive party, it really feels like a wedding, a celebration. Yeah, yeah. Then we've done shows in Edinburgh to like five, yeah. and it feels more like a funeral. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. Die, I can't do and, it. But then you have shows like this weekend. We had a show did it to 14 people 14 or something, people at lunchtime. and yeah. but they were yeah. so up for it. Which is and fabulous. it was lovely. Yeah. Really, they really came on. It really did have that wedding feel about it. People yeah. still, and they were up at the end, and you know. Yeah. And it was it was one of our you know one of our top I know top fifteen shows of all of you know it wasn't in, mm-hmm. it was not just because it had a small audience. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. It's about the energy they bring, isn't it? Exactly. You can never know what that will be. Exactly. What was interesting, yeah. we saw them sort of arrive here where we're sitting now. Yes. And they, the table plan was out, and they could see how many people were going to be in the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we heard that we overheard them say, "Oh God, there's not many people. We thought it was going to be this big, big thing. It's going to have no atmosphere at all." But oh, no. as soon as we'd started our little intro that it we do in the going, bar, yeah. they were smiling and laughing. And our job really is to make them feel comfortable. And yeah, actually, of it doesn't matter if there's not a massive crowd of people. Yeah. Well, there was actually a really happy coincidence because when I came yesterday lunchtime. <laughs> There was a hen party sat yes. Yes. over there. <laughs> really? and initially, I, I thought, did you think they part of it? Maybe is this can be like a pre bit, but the more I could hear them talking, because you can't help but overhear what they're saying when you're sat, I thought, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're no, real hens. They're real hens. <laughs> yeah. So that, but that was really interesting, and I could see as the other audience members were arriving, they were thinking exactly the same thing, right. but they weren't close enough to kind of hear. That's so cool. I thought, so interesting that that just that happy accident of the yeah. site. Yeah. And actually, there were two here, lots of empires. Yeah. And, and there was here. a wedding over there as well. And, there and there's an actual, actual wedding, wedding. Yeah. so there's lots of people dressed yeah. up. So when I was at the bar buying drinks, the people behind me were like, Are you here for wedding reception? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. And, but then it transpired, I was here for the show. <laughs> they were here for an actual wedding That's reception. excellent. Yeah. Exactly. Can, we, can, we get, can we take them everywhere we go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. And I thought that is a wonderful, just one of those moments where sight and coincidence and circumstance just kind of yeah. feed into that narrative and the feeling of the show, which I think is yeah. it's always one of the things, isn't it, that always comes with doing it outside of a traditional theatre space. Yeah. One so, time. last but not least, yes. would you yeah. like to tell us how you came to be involved? Well, my, my story is very much the same as Same as Dave's. Actually, yeah. but um, I went to drama school. I came in, only came into acting very late. Yeah. Which um, drama school did you go to? Uh, in Brighton. So ah. I went to Academy of Creative Training oh, down here. Yeah. So um, that's where I actually met Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the year above, and so I then got involved in a lot of projects yeah. um, down here. I did the treason show, um, and then got involved with um, other local companies, and that's how we ended up going to. Edinburgh, yeah, to do that show, and that's where we met um, Alison Pollard. So, okay. yeah, so and then she took the show, and then I've been with her. And then when the show that we did for her and um, took on on tour, it came to an end, and that's when I got in contact and asked her if she would consider me to play Civil Forty. And she was in Edinburgh at the time, and she was going to be coming back down to London um, sooner than she expected, mm-hmm. and so asked if I could um, in the next day. Um, audition. Oh, so, wow. so we went, oh. quickly prepared. <laughs> <laughs> quickly prepared and uh, yeah, auditioned for in, in London and then yeah. yeah, and then from then on I was um, doing Sybil. Great. Yeah. And um, then it, and then it came about um, at the time we auditioned that she was then interested in taking and um, creating a new interactive a new dinner show. Yeah. 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 And the idea of it being at a wedding was quite perfect because it made sense of people it having a sit down meal. Because exactly. a lot of I think a lot of dining shows, they don't. A faulty makes complete sense being in a dining setting because Absolutely. you're invited you're to faulty towers in, the hotel. In the hotel. Precisely. Yeah. And so you come yeah. to a hotel, that makes sense. And, and you then, know that dining room and you know yes. those characters, so you know what you're stepping kind of into. So as soon as they, Basil, Sibyl, and Manuel walk in, you're in that world. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that a lot of dining theatre, what, what it misses, is making sense of you being in a dining room and I having agree. a sit-down I meal. And I think, agree. unless you create that, the, those two things well, together, there has to be a logic. And there has to be a yes. logic. You can't Absolutely. make the audience work too hard. No. Yeah, trying to figure out, constantly no. trying to place themselves. Yeah, too many things going on. And yeah. that's what was the problem when we um, did a touring show at 
beginning because it didn't make sense of a dining room. Yeah. And yeah. and I think a lot of other dinner shows that's what that's what happens. They do a show in a dining room, but it doesn't. But it doesn't make sense. I yeah. agree, and I think. For, for the wedding reception I've to you, it, it entirely makes sense. With 40 Towers, I think you instantly have that world is already there. So I was going to ask you, well, I'm going to try and jump back a bit for the people listening may not know about the show. So, what yes. is the 40 Towers dining experience? I don't want without too many spoilers, but just sort of in a nutshell. Very simply, um, and there's many episodes of 40 Tales, the TV show, that are set in, in the hotel's restaurant. Um, and, you know, you see Basil mistreating the guests and insulting them. Basically, the show takes the idea that you are um, guests at 40 Tales, the hotel. But, of course, it's not actually... It's with different hotels all over the world. Of course, um, yeah. But the setting is the same. So you, you will turn up at the bar and you'll be greeted by Basil, Sybil and Manuel. Um, and they are the characters, our best representation of the characters that you know and love from yeah. the TV show. Yeah. Um, using original situations, an original script. Yeah. But um, there's all those signifiers in there as well, I think, all the things that we know we totally, love about yeah. those characters. Yeah. There, which I think is what makes, in some respects, because that show is much, much busier as well when I came. Yes. And I think because you instantly have that, people recognise it and they know it and it already has that kind of following and of course a kind of national treasure as well, mm, isn't it? It is, yeah. People, That's pressure as well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. people want to meet these characters. Yeah, of course they and do. And so with Faulty Towers, which we don't necessarily have for the wedding reception, as soon as you walk into a group of people as those characters, you have them already. Yeah. They, they love you. you. They're already laughing. They know you they, already. They, they mm. feel like they know you exactly. already. Exactly, yeah. 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 So they're it's already like laughing yeah. and they're wanting to hear, so Sybil's laugh, they want to be insulted by Basil, Absolutely. and they want you know, to be, you know, yeah. Manuel to fall over or something haphazard to happen of course. to Manuel. Yeah. And and if you give them those those things, then they're already falling about themselves. Exactly. They're already, yeah. And they're, and they're feeling so much pleasure, they're just enjoying themselves so much. Yeah. Of course, at the Absolutely. centre of the show, there's a three-course meal, so you're, you are sat at your tables by, by Basil, and served by the three characters. And, um, yeah, and absolutely nothing goes wrong. Like absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> perfect service all the way. Um, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but that's no, that's the general concept. Very simple, but. And in terms of your process, how did you how do you approach that? Do you just have to really study kind of all the yeah. material that exists for those characters yeah. to sort of try to find a way to not recreate them but inhabit them? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Fault Towers, we're quite lucky because there's only twelve episodes. Yeah, of course. So. You can watch them to death, and yeah. I, I still find myself watching them now, and they still make me laugh out loud. I, it doesn't matter how many times I've watched each yeah. of those episodes. Um, but yeah, really careful study of, um, well, for me, obviously, Sybil, um, how she holds herself. Obviously, the laugh—that's mm -hmm. the essential part to get. Yeah, of course, um, of course. And, and just, bit, yeah, embodying that person. So actually, because you have to, it, you haven't got a script. There is, you know, no. There is a lot of improvisation because you're talking to people one on one. That's what I was going to well. ask you about as well. Is mm -hmm. how much of, I'm assuming you have kind of scenarios and a structure of stuff yes. you have to get through mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. time. You have anchors by certain to get to. Mm -hmm. And then aside from that, is a lot of this kind of mm -hmm. improvisation mm -hmm. and response to the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the if you inhabit and be and become the character, but also own it as yourself. You then have more freedom yeah. when you do go off script of to explore what that what that character would do in that yeah. environment, and it's that only comes when you feel comfortable with the character when you totally inhabit it. Of course, yeah. And yeah. you know when you're not when you don't feel comfortable with it because you're trying to talk to someone off script and you go. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have, no have there been any times in, when it has completely disintegrated or fallen down, or has it always managed to kind of? Keep, oh, for sure. Keep yeah, pushing yeah, through. Sure. Yeah, there's many things that have happened. Not, I don't think as much in. Well, but then we haven't been in the company as long as some. So I'm sort of yeah. sure if you speak to Alison, who obviously created the company, like, oh, and she God. was the original Sybil. Um, <laughs> She would have so many stories about things going wrong in mm. in faulty and all those, but yeah. um, this mm. is such a well-established show yeah. now yeah. that rarely do things go yeah. so wrong that it's. How much do you have to adjust things for the site? Because of course you do this in different sites all over the place. Does that have a big impact on what it is that you're doing, or do you just kind of squeeze into the site and get the site to function for you? Try and keep it as simple as possible, so you don't 
when we're writing wedding reception, we don't want to start writing in too many specific no, things no, exactly. that will only work in a certain room. Yeah. So you try and do things that you just basically just need a door. Yeah. Where we, <laughs> <laughs> where we say, well, that's the door to like the outside world. So where the bride and groom come in, that's yeah. we imagine that's yeah. the outside world. Yeah. When we try and make it the outside world, the same door that all the guests come into the room. Yes, from. yeah. And then there'll usually be a door to the kitchen somewhere, yeah. so we might use that. Okay. And then we just have specific points in the show where we need to use a particular door. Yeah. That's really as complicated as it gets. And, and normally there'll be every room we can do that. You can do that. Do you get much? Do you get much? Um, I'm assuming you probably don't time beforehand to sort of get into the space and really sort of... Yeah, we do. We'll go together the okay. early on the day and we'll, we'll check out the room and sort out the room and, and scope out our exits and entrances. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's intrinsic really to the show. Yeah, of we need to really feel like once we, when we start the show, we know exactly... That it's your space. That it's ours. Yeah. Because, you know, we want the guests to feel safe in our hands. Yeah. That, um, that we've planned this wedding and we've set this scene and you're here because we've invited you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and but also we've got one in particular really quick change. Yes. And we have to come on not flustered and not have a sign from the other characters. Of on course, us. yeah. I was very impressed by that. Actually. I was like, wow, you turn around. Yeah. It's, it's and if we don't know the space sharp. really well, if we haven't practiced that entrance <laughs> exit. That's when things go terribly wrong. <laughs> and poor David over here is left, left on, on his own, in the room. filling, filling, <laughs> just finding anything to talk Forever. about. You know, and we're going, we're like that. <laughs> I can't find my bed. Do my dress up. Just sing another song. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yesterday I nearly went on without my shoes on. Yeah. You know. <laughs> just get in. Just get in without your shoes on. There's a there's a company term that's used that's finding the funny in the room, which uh -huh. basically means when you first go into a room, because normally we we won't have, if it's a new venue we're going to we won't have seen it beforehand. No, of course. So not. we'll be there at least two hours before, yeah. and we'll just look around and find things that can be used. Yeah. So in 40 Towers there's a lot of slapstick moments and certain things in the room that we can use yeah. to enhance the comedy. Yeah, of course. Or if Manuel gets hit against a wall, there's, there's certain walls that are better than others because they make a better noise. And yeah, little yeah. things like that, yeah. or Basil might hit his head on something and you just you just scope out the, the place. And, and well, when he, Manuel hides, he'll, he can use he something, can something, something, you know, yeah. if, there's, if there's a lovely curtain, sometimes he wraps himself all up in a curtain <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, there's a lot... If, if there's a good thing in the room for him to yeah. utilise, then yeah. that's, yeah, it's really great to be able to and have those things. do you have to brief all the actual serving staff, yes. everyone who kind of helps you? Yeah, that's that Sybil's job. That happens before every show. <laughs> yeah. So before every show, yeah, it'll be the Sybil, or it'll be one character's job oh, to specifically. Brief, yeah. To, staff and, yeah, and make sure they know how the running of the show um, goes and how... Um, in faulty, especially how we want it served, because we, we serve it very differently to how it would usually serve. Absolutely, because they're obviously very good. <laughs> we don't of want course. it. To, we want, don't want it to go that well. Yeah, um, but often, when you speak to the um, staff, it's brilliant because they feel like that something's been lifted from them, yeah. and we go, "Well, you can." So this is how we want you to do it. Um, if someone complains, just pass them on to um, Basil or shrug your shoulders. You can just walk away if you like. You, we tell them these things they that they can like, do. Wow. They're like, really? Can, can we? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you Welcome can't to do that. Towers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. and, and we go, if it goes wrong, if it, then don't worry about it. If something gets spilled, it doesn't, you know, it, we, don't want, we don't want things to actually be spilt or anything to actually go wrong. Yeah. But if it, because, you know, sometimes things happen. Yeah, Once I, I was doing a show and a whole pint got spilled by one of the servers. She she tripped, not Manuel. She tripped, and a whole pint <laughs> went over went oh over one no. of the people. Thought it was brilliant. Of they thought it was part of the show. Obviously, brilliant. we don't actually want that to happen because we don't actually want. No, of course, we want yeah. people to feel yeah, safe. Exactly. These people shouldn't actually be covered in any of any yeah. food or, or drink yeah. items. But everyone else in the room obviously thought this was part of the of show. Course. Well, well it's like come out so, dinner, haven't they? Yeah. I've been to all kinds of stuff where I get absolutely filthy and yeah. things ruined but they do yeah. warn you beforehand yeah. whereas of course people are coming to this yeah. as, as in going out for dinner so yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. we don't we don't want them to go away with anything no, they, yeah. no. and so everything we do is, is, is done in a safe way yeah, and there's there's no real danger of getting anything on you except for sometimes the server bread. and, and bread's fine yeah. in any situation the, uh, any uh, Dining yeah, situation, you could, someone could trip and have on you, yes, exactly. and so that can always happen, obviously. Of course. Yeah, but when it does in these shows, it actually 
makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> it, makes it, feel, it feels alive, you know, because everyone exactly. in that room is like, oh, yeah, look at one of the waitresses. That was brilliant. Oh, yeah, she was lunchtime, didn't she? <laughs> well, that was amazing. I was like, damn it, why are we not in Foster Towers right now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like in um, in the wedding reception, there's this the moment where we're holding grandma in the air. And, you and can't say that because that gives Oh, cut that. Pl- okay. Gives away a plot point. Okay, okay yeah, okay, ignore okay, that, okay. ignore that. Okay, just, no, just I won't talk about that. that. Well, we haven't actually said anything about it yet, so people are just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> holding up grandma. How small is grandma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grandma's tiny. Yeah. Really tiny. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Just think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. Now that we're yeah. really intrigued. Yes, that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know tiny grandma. grandma. Tiny grandma. You'll need to come She'll be appearing at Edinburgh Festival from the 3rd to the 20-somethingth. 8th, I think. 28. 28. Mm-hmm. Which venue yeah. are you in up there? We're at the, uh, the principal, formerly known as the George Hotel. Okay, okay. George Street. So if you want to know about little grandma, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better get yourself up to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so does the food, I was just intrigued Yeah, yeah. This, does the menu change according to the venue that you're in? It, it, it tends to stay the same. Um, it tends to be um, that, that what's easiest for the venue to for cook them. is... and. I think I, t- I think what happens is I, t- I suggests these are these are really e- this ah, is a okay. simple chicken breast and yeah. you know this is a really easy thing for you to cook and yeah yeah there's recommended there's recommend yeah they recommend they I just didn't know if they had they had like set menus that they do and then you use whatever it is that they have no, some menus know. might they might decide to do something that's they feel is still easy to serve yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite a lot it can be a lot of cover as well so yeah, yeah. It, can. it has to get out. Really quickly and hot, and yeah. Hot as well, so yeah. That, I, I thought to myself that must be quite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we did we did wedding reception in one venue. I won't say who it is, but but they they were so stubborn and they they refused to do a set menu, so oh. we had to suddenly incorporate an a la carte. Oh my goodness. Meal, with, so they had to take <laughs> orders, and it the show I think was about ten hours long. I was going to say it was like this ridiculous. So long. Yeah, but they just wouldn't budge on it. And I, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But but that's that's only that's happened rare. ever happened once. That's not too bad though. That's, um, that's fine. <laughs> every other venue have been lovely, and they yeah. you know because we incorporate their staff as well, so they, they help serve. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's great for them as well because they have that kind of all the guests are coming in, everyone's getting drinks yes, as well, exactly. and then they get to kind of if they didn't know about the space, then yeah. they might know about it. So I think it's it's such a good business model actually. I think it's a really interesting way of it being sustainable mm, mm, so do you think that it's just kind of happened that way or do you think that that's something that's been carefully crafted that you have this kind of way of working with the dining experiences oh, it's, it's very it's very consistent yeah over every yeah. show yeah and we do have certain documentation that the venues get every time is you know yeah. this is what really works for the show mm-hmm. um, I have a certain amount of freedom yeah um, but, yeah. Has it gone down differently in different kind of cultural contexts? Because I know, you know, the wedding reception, especially. Again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's very, it's a very sort of British mm-hmm. yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. So has has that gone down? Have you taken that in many places? Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, we've had all sorts of experiences. We took it to Ireland, and um, yeah, they really enjoyed the show. I and mean, then we got feedback afterwards, and yeah. their feedback was, um, "We'd love for you to make references to Irish weddings." Ah. Okay. Can you adapt the names? Oh, so rather wow. than Sharon and Michelle, can we have o- O'Connor and Sinead? You yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. And we yeah. were like, oh yeah. yeah, of course. And they really wanted a flavour of them of their, of country, their, their culture, and culture their. in the show. Oh, That's what they wanted. Lovely. And uh, and we took that on board. And um, if we were to go to Ireland again, we would. You would do we'd, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it'd be great. It'd be great fun because yeah. people would go, oh, oh yeah. And so it would be so interesting. For example, in Korea. Because of course they have completely different cultural customs. How it would potentially exactly, yeah. kind of go down there? Because it is such a kind of I th- yeah. I think there's something really interesting in offering it. Going have mm. a have a British wedding in your country. Exactly. I think that's really exciting. Exactly, yeah. So there's also something to be said for not changing it no, as absolutely, well. Absolutely. You know, if if, if there's a way to ex- you know you can explore changing it, but also go have a slice of of. Of Eng- England, of, how, yeah, of how Britain in your country. And I going. think that's really interesting, and it would be interesting to see how people would respond. Because, yeah. of course, actually, what it's about doing is sharing culture, but through immersion as a te- technique in some respects, which I think is potentially really exciting. Yeah, really yeah. Interesting. The main difficulty is really accents. Because mm. yeah. with wedding reception, the concept is that the bride and her family are from the north of England, yeah. and the groom 
uh, his family are from the south. Absolutely, yeah. And which you know, was a huge cultural divide just in the north exactly. of the UK. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Becky and I created the show originally. We love stuff like Victoria Wood and and mm-hmm. stuff that's British comedy that's ingrained with the class system. Yes. Which we just kind of understand as as English people, yeah, yeah. British yeah, people. Yeah, we of course. it's just ingrained in us, and we just yeah. get it. And then we've gone abroad with it, and we've realised, oh, not every country has that. No, no, absolutely. Or they're, kind of, or, they're not aware of yeah, it. Yeah, like Australia, we, we've done the show in Australia, and we're going back again in October. Um, and, yeah, the, the class system, they don't, it's not the same understanding of it. Oh, okay. Um, so they get but a very different perception. Well, but yeah, but interestingly, the class system in Australia is quite interesting to us, and mm. the class system in, 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 <coughs> is, in Ireland is interesting to us, and it's actually, it's about making it accessible, so that of we're course. keeping true to the... Yeah. To what? Why we've? Why these guys have made the show in the mm. way that they did? Of course. But making it accessible and interesting when we do go to places like Australia. Yeah. They under, they don't have a problem with the southern accents. Uh huh. But with the northern accents, <laughs> it becomes <laughs> a problem. Like, we had to tone them down. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because okay. they also don't they don't recognise the difference no. in them. And so That's actually, really if you take strange. it away, which we did in um, Australia, we yeah. pretty much took away the northern accent, but still had the uh, the north south divide. Yeah. Um, and it, and it still works. And it still works. Yeah. That's so interesting. I had um, one of my good friends is from Scarborough, so she has a really thick kind of North Riding yes. Yorkshire accent. Wow. And her husband, her ex-husband, used to be um, was American, and so they and they would not recognise the difference. They thought her and mm. I sounded exactly the same. Wow. It's funny, isn't it? Which is it's so crazy. Yeah. It's that kind of not recognising. Mm. Yeah, the, the ear doesn't pick it up. And actually, often Americans ask me if I'm Australian. Yes. Really yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. I'm yeah. like really RP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's fascinating, especially with the. Um, Faulty Towers and the wedding reception, um, in that taking it to different countries, um, and especially in Australia when they don't have the class system, um, but they really, really love English comedy. Mm. And a lot of places really do love English comedy. And a a lot of our comedy comes from our class system. (laughs) <laughs> it does. Faulty Towers is a classic example of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. And they love it. So they might not understand it, but there's something that they love about that comedy because there is something in it that they get. They might not understand that it's based on well, class. Where it comes out of. of how, yeah, or how of that's come about, but they do really love yeah. the, the comedy that comes from it. So the fact that the wedding reception is based on this North-South divide, they might not get yeah. that... Um, you know the, the class and how we would understand that but the yeah. comedy still comes across well, from that people still recognize subjugation yes and, and that kind of which is effectively what appropriates those roles and those stereotypes so i guess that is what is still funny is is the distinction in yeah. those mm. kind of uh, sort of well, it boils down to master-slave relationships. Yeah, exactly. How they're produced. Exactly, exactly, exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. 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 If you change the accents too much, then then they become something else, and then the dynamic changes, and then, yeah. it, and then the yeah. whole thing falls apart because it's not. Yeah. But people will recognise that because they'll go, "Well, the comedy isn't the same." They yeah. won't know why, but the comedy but isn't the, the same because you've taken yeah. away, like I say, that. So it's a, it's a really system. hard thing to work out, and we're still working it out. Mm. Yeah, of course. Because most of our shows certainly for wedding reception have been in the UK so yeah. It, yeah. that's not that problem people just, just it's going to be it. interesting then once you start taking that if there are plans to take that kind of elsewhere, yeah. which I'm assuming there probably are well mm. we did it in Singapore as well oh wow but, okay um, we do make references within wedding reception and with Faulty as well to where we are yeah. um, but it's only the surrounding area really it's only by yeah. by name so in the wedding reception the wedding is actually in Brighton it ha- the wedding happened at the town hall it, which is where, where yeah. the bride and groom were they'd just been off on the pit so stuff like that yeah, is all actually, those little bits embedding it locally yes locally and there's the same within um, Faulty because there's a name reference that we always take to each yeah. where we get one from wherever we, we yeah. are um, I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> don't worry okay I'm going to start to bring things to a close I think yeah. I know you guys are busy and I'm busy as well so the last thing I was going to ask you about really is um, just what is next then? What are you planning on doing after this? Are there any new shows in the pipeline or is it a case of taking wedding reception? Obviously Forty Towers has been running for a really long time and yes. I'm assuming it's going to continue yeah. to be available all yeah, over the place. Totally, um, yeah, totally, yes, it's going to keep going. The, the plan for, for the wedding reception is to keep getting 
gigs, keep getting runs, keep um, we're, we're going to these guys are going with it to Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival excellent. for the whole month, and then uh, we're off to um, Australia on a tour around Australia, the second time this mm. this show, and the plan is to keep doing more and more and more of that, of and to get longer runs and to go to venues and to world domination basically. Absolutely. <laughs> that's exactly that's ideal. Um, that's ideal. Yeah, we want we and also you know in the grand scheme of things, Faulty has been going for. 20 years in in compa- you know the wed- wedding reception is actually in its infancy in comparison yeah, in that way yeah. and we, actually we're still we're, we're, even this weekend we were trying out new stuff at the beginning yeah. we're still trying new yeah. material there's still moments when we're like oh this, it just, this could be okay but it could be it could be that amazing and it could be that's, I, I suppose that process never really ends because it does, your, ex- your it's character is the audience and the audience exactly. change because mm. of culture because of time Absolutely. especially as it's run for 20 years yeah. you're dealing with you know a different yeah. group of people and also in comparison yeah. With the, diff- the Fawlty Towers, you've always got the characters to go back to. Whereas with this show, it's ev- it's constantly evolving because there's not a stock character to go back to. Yeah, every so time. it's self-referential, isn't it? I, I guess. Yeah, so it people evolve. Actors are changing. The, group, the cast course. are constantly changing. It, it's developing constantly. Yeah. And the characters, how they first started, and you first wrote what the characters were like, how they've ended up, when they're, how, where they are now, yeah. they're, they're hugely really changed. But there's still yeah. fundamental things that have stayed the same. Course, there's still qualities that have at the core of it the same, um, at the heart of it. But, yeah, characteristics are developing and developing, which yeah. is exciting. We now have, we have got enough actors to have to form three casts for winning oh, reception. brilliant. And everyone does it slightly differently. Of course. And we, of course. All, we don't work together in... in set teams we all mix and match yeah yeah of course and it's because so, you inhabit that, yeah. those core things so don't you? Yeah, every audience you have is going to make it different and then every cast you have is going to be different because yeah. the characters are slightly the, the essence is the same like of Katie course, said but yeah. but little things that certain actors do that others don't and this is not unusual know. in immersion as well it, even if you look at Leon Fonts and mm. um, Alice mm. they have I think up to 60 people mm. on a rotating mm. basis who all know how to do I think they learn yeah, a few of the actors four or five that. characters yeah. and they rotate mm-hmm. so again every night every mm. kind of like configuration mm. of those different mm. things will produce a different mm. experience along with the audience as well so I think it's quite a common and Punch Drunk are the same they have a huge mm. cast of sort of eight people that rotates mm. On the show, so again, right. but what what I think is important and what integ- is integral and replaces in some respects that kind of the usual dramaturgy of a closed off kind of theatre piece is that the heart and the structure. I think yeah. those two things, as long as they're always there and they're solid and they're based on that kind of yeah. integrity, mm. I think that's what drives a successful piece of immersive performance. Absolutely, I yeah. think that's what's lovely about the wedding reception is that yes, it's this you, you don't know them initially, but you are in invited into this family yeah. and hopefully everyone feels like they are part of it Absolutely. by the end and actually it doesn't matter everything that goes wrong because at the end of it there's this this couple who do love each other and it gives some people that lovely yeah. it has got a lovely heart to it because exactly. at, at the end it is this it's, it's a wedding and these two people they you know they are still going to be together yeah. in it and exactly. it's really and everybody knows that everyone's mm, everyone's nice been to a wedding everyone's been involved yes. in that in that process and so I think that's why it touches on something kind of really fundamental in the same way that I think Falls Towers does because it's that kind of work environment everybody's worked in a work environment (laughs) there are those hierarchies have existed in one form or another so I think it touches on two really integral parts of kind of especially western audiences experiences I think think that's what John Cleese said when he was writing Faulty Towers He, he knew that most people knew what it was like to stay in a hotel yeah, well, yeah. so there's that instant recognition of, of, of the setting uh-huh. you don't have to wonder what this place is or no, we all know. you don't we have to work know. it out it's like it's obvious the, that, 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 that work's been done for you yeah. Yeah. you have to work yeah. really hard to try and place yourself which yeah. is often a struggle in immersive theatre there's quite a lot asked of you no, there's an awful lot of... I, I actually think that Immersive doesn't really employ actors as it employs creatives, I think, yeah, because yeah. you have to be a creative to be involved in it, because yeah, you have yeah. to make so many creative making decisions when you're Absolutely. a performer. It's like we were saying earlier, isn't when you take on a jobbing acting, yeah. a, a, a jobbing acting part, you are literally everything yeah. is already pretty much yeah. decided for yeah. you, even in terms of... I know when you do your training, if any students are listening, you're told that you have all these choices to make as a performer, and to some extent you do, but when it comes to a yeah. piece where you're directed... You're told where to stand. Told, exactly, what even to where wear. to stand and you what really direction are. they would really yeah. prefer you to build your character into. Yeah. 
and so I think there's a lot more rigidness and I it think is, you're right yeah. there's a lot asked from the performers in this kind mm-hmm. of work yeah. and a lot asked from the audience but the stuff that's asked from the audience is always done if it's done well in a clever way where they don't realise yeah work that they're doing because it's enjoyable and also they want to be involved because they're invested because they feel something for the story and the characters and they go i want these people to do this now they they feel uh they have the 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 want to 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 be there to be in the moment with these people one of the things that really struck me about your work is that it's really accessible in the ways that a lot of others aren't because loads of people will say to me oh i don't like the idea of immersion because i'm timid and i don't like this so i think in some respects there's a sort of eliteness with some immersive work that you mm. kind of have to be a good knowledgeable immersive mm. audience mm-hmm. member so mm-hmm. you have to kind of it's know true. what you're doing mm-hmm. i think what your work does is really gives a really accessible route into that that isn't terrifying you don't have to be a kind of expert mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. to attend Absolutely. it you just go and yeah. have dinner in this environment and with these yeah. characters so i think yeah. that is a much more gentle yeah way of accessing well, it we have a very soft side and they've always um made it like this um, when they first made Forty Towers and said it should always be um, the opening of it should always be a soft yeah. a soft start soft start and someone phrased it brilliantly I can't remember which one of the actors it was that when we were in a rehearsal one day he said they said you can't jump out on a cat yes <laughs> and that's so true because the opening yeah. should be so soft that we'll come here come here we'll take you by the hand this is going to be okay yeah, and you have and you build that trust and so from the bar area when we take people through we've got them by the hand with, with, and people feel then safe mm-hmm. to be able to then just sit back and enjoy this Absolutely. and we won't ask you to do anything want to do anything have, ridiculous no. we're not going to ask anything and you spot the ego ones anyway don't you and then I know this you, is you pick your players you, have, you, yeah. you know who's going to play with you yeah. exactly yeah. my mum came to see 40 Towers for the first time last Saturday night <clears throat> and even she was saying so this interactive things like do you like pick on people and make yeah, them do stuff yeah it frightens people it does it, it they does. get anxious about it no that's fine you don't yeah. have to do anything it's like yeah. <clears throat> you, dinner, you might be good. talked at or insulted yeah. by Basil but it's not you don't have <laughs> yeah. to do anything yeah my, my friends came to a wedding reception and at the beginning they were spoken to by a character and they went and they're super shy and bashful and they were like oh don't even talk to me and they thought oh they're going to make me stand on a chair and wear a funny hat and call me names that's what they thought and then it took them five minutes of realising this character just wanted to chat with them wasn't expecting anything from them and they went Oh, and they started to really enjoy themselves Great. and then as soon as they walked into the room yeah. they forgot that they were in an immersive show they were, they were at they were a guest it's at so a wedding it's so easy that's the thing yeah. you make it very comfortable and very easy and I've been to every possible kind of immersion I think up to this point <laughs> wow. and many of it is you do have to kind of know what you're doing yeah. and some of it is terrifying some yeah. of it is really hard as yeah. well to live through yeah. and I yeah. wouldn't recommend that for kind of yeah. <laughs> I'm I am I'm kind of the opposite of that. I'm like, I am so up for it. I because yeah. this is what I love. Yeah. But with the kind of audiences I think that you're engaging as well, I think that invitation needs to be so carefully crafted mm. and couched with mm-hmm. the way that you draw mm-hmm. them in, so they don't even realise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was one of the things I thought was really strong about what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Is that really great, accessible, comfortable, easy. Great. Part of our, yes. part of our job as actors is, is to really just to recognise the people that might not want to. Yeah, because you, can, you can tell straight yeah. away. Kind of, with their body <coughs> you can tell, and it's like, well, we'll just leave them alone. Yeah. Just let them enjoy it. Because yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah. I can't stand for someone coming to me, talking to me in a show, and, and you know, I don't like being myself. That's why I'm an actor. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and there's other people you just can't shut up, and you, you know, but. They're yeah, great too because you need those. You need both types, you know. Well, Manuel was straight on me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I seen it in my face. I wanted to play. It's the Brighton Fringe lanyard you're wearing around your neck. Yeah, that probably is. Because we're supposed to wear it when we come as arts professionals. Yeah. But yeah. when I sat there and as soon as it's a big sign it, I was like, around. oh no, I should have took this off and put it in my bag. <laughs> it's, like, it's like holding a sign with an arrow on the bugger. Me, I'm yeah. here, yeah. I want to play. It's all good. <laughs> I'm quite, I'm quite comfortable with that, but no, I thought that was really interesting. So you're taking uh, wedding reception 
to Edinburgh and then yep, to Australia. Australia. Yep. So if you happen to be <coughs> listening in Australia, uh, where are you kind of kicking off things? Do you Ooh. not know yet? If you don't know yet. We don't Everywhere. know yet. I know oh, we're in Surface Paradise. I know that's one of the places we're that's at. The one. <laughs> um, Failing that, where is the best way for people on the website. to get on your mailing list, Twitter, yep. on the website? Ma- uh, mailing list on the website. It's got all of the tour dates on the website. Um, Interactive Theatre. Dot com dot au, .au. and okay. you can find links to both shows Perfect. 40 Towers Dining Experience and The Wedding Reception brilliant um, that's got a list of all the shows that we and do and they can find all your bios and everything there as well that's right all the, the active bios, bios. All about so they, yeah. there's a UK yeah, section for the UK shows there's a worldwide yeah. section for Australia and everywhere else Perfect. Um, it's all there. And everything is on there. Yeah. Brilliant. So we can yeah. keep in touch with you and they can follow yeah, you and figure absolutely. out what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So any little are you are you working on any new shows or are you focusing on getting wedding reception out there? Well I ITI you mean? Yeah. Um ITI there's there's a little there's a little tiny 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 little hint that maybe possibly one day, but that's all we know. Okay. Yeah. We can't okay. talk about that. Okay, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But what people will need to do then is just make sure that they're on your mailing list. Otherwise. They need to. They need to, and keep following us on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and, Twitter. and Keep going. Keep yeah. The mailing list. Just keep keep and keep interacting with us online as well because we always we're constantly posting pictures of the shows exactly, and exactly. talking about what we're up to and. Um, and I have to say, one of the things I love the most about working with this company is that is the cast. Mm-hmm. The cast are so strong. They are such incredibly talented performers. Yeah. I don't mean to sound gushing, but I just I feel very privileged and lucky to be performing with amazing people. And there's and you just constantly do a show with different people, and you're like everyone brings something really different. So yeah. just as a, as a side thing, even if you're not interested in seeing the show, just keeping just keep just watch the actors what they're up to because yeah, everyone's people in the play that goes wrong we've got all sorts you know yeah, yeah. all sorts going on well keep in touch get online and have a look and get yourself along I would highly recommend uh, I had an absolute blast at both of the performances so it was really fabulous yeah. <laughs> it was actually nice to do something fairly light hearted for once yeah. some of the things I go to are really Heavy. intense and hard to live through and so it was nice to go to something that was joyful it's, it's really joyful. fun for us to perform to as well yeah. Yeah, 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 so that was great. quite nice I was like wow it's I'm not smiling and I'm not yeah. like drenched or filthy or covered yeah, in blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something well, really uh, wrong would have happened, yeah. happened, yeah. happened at Fulton Towers or the wedding for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just covered in breadcrumbs, which I'm absolutely yeah. fine with. Yeah. <laughs> just had to make sure I get them off in Brighton because the seagulls. Yeah. Oh, well, you could end up having them in blood. Oh, the seagulls got you there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, lovely. Well, Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. I wish you all the best for Edinburgh. I hope it goes Thank really you. well. I'm hoping to try and get up, but yeah, it's difficult to get up there, isn't it? I'm actually moving jobs um, over the summer, so I'm probably going to be moving during August. <laughs> Packing boxes. So have a fabulous oh, thank time. You very and very have much. a really good time in Australia. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, if you have been at the Brighton Fringe Festival or caught any of the shows that were talked about in this episode or that are coming up in further episodes, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your experiences, uh, how you felt about those particular pieces of work. Now, if you're in Brighton over the weekend, as I'm going to be, I'm going to literally be there from dawn till dusk. Um, Do say hello if you see me out and about. Um, Short hair. You probably know what I look like, so just come over and say hey. It would be really, really lovely to see some of you and to have a little chat. Now, as I said at the very beginning of the episode, I have a mountain of really exciting content to sift through. So what I'm not going to do this month is promise what's coming up next, because at this particular stage, um, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to put out to you next. So you are just going to have to make sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss out on anything. And of course, you can do that on SoundCloud, on iTunes, but you can also keep up to date with what we're up to on Twitter, on Facebook, um, or you can email me directly which is talking about immersive theatre at gmail.com so you can find us in all of the usual places as ever I really really love to hear from you um, so do get in touch now all I can promise is that there is lots more immersive type chats heading your way so tatty bye for now <laughs>